to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 328 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly dose of randomness, technology and life. Hey, uh, real quickly, my ringworm's been going away. <laughs> that doesn't well, make I'm you glad we got that update. Uh, that's cool. Uh, me on the other side, my grumpiness is going away. I've been drinking for the last hour, and um, because, <laughs> and this is just after lunchtime that we're recording this. Yes, on a weekday. Uh, but I have been f- starting uh, at four in the morning, which means I'm getting up at well, three twenty. Co- you're covering for someone else, aren't you? Yeah, I'm covering for somebody, and I did warn them that I would get grumpy. And today, I'm just like. I hit max grumpiness today, I oh. think. Uh, I'm like, by 8 o'clock, I'm like, screw this, I'm going home. I'm getting out of here. I'm going home. I've had enough of this. But, uh, yeah, I, I managed to last till about 11.30 before I left. You got one more week of this, eh? Is that don't, right? Don't remind me, but yes. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Lots been happening this week, actually. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, a bunch of stuff written down. You do? Um, well, some of the stuff you were went to and involved you, so you know what those are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I will... I'm going to ask you what you thought of Improv Sunday. Improv Sunday was pretty good. It wasn't as good as the last one. I would have preferred more of you guys. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, no, not but more of you. But, like but six, we, six or eight of you. Oh, eight, like, eight of eight, eight of you guys as opposed to the four of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There um, was only four of us. No, it was only four of you. And I think that that did make it. Uh, it didn't feel as good. For from my point of view, I didn't think I did. I as think you good needed. Job. I think. Well, no, I think you did fine. It was good. I think you did need more people to mix yep. it up because everybody plays things differently. Because you could tell, like the young guy, he was very similar in almost everything. Like, it, and everyone was yeah. Because there was only so many combinations he could do with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And just for everybody that's not following along, uh, Improv Sunday. It was the improv um, show that we did. Um, I did it. Month, two months ago, three months ago, more, whatever it Ages was. Ages ago. Ages ago. And I, I did pretty well, I thought, actually, in that one. Yeah. Uh, there was seven of us on stage from Something the class. Like that. Yeah, yeah. This time, there were only four of us on the class. But but the pe- ticket payers, mm. um, ticket holders, didn't have to um, just deal with the four of us on stage. We had the random Ted guy in the oh, middle. Oh, it was weird. Um, a little bit weird. And then, I didn't realize any of this was happening. I just said to, uh, I was like saying to Diego, I said, were the tickets like $10 last time or something and they're 15 now? He goes, no, no, there's other people. I said, what do you mean there's other people? He goes, no, there's like a bunch of stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then... I um, don't know that. But I did think, so I, yeah, Ross with the Ted, uh, improvised Ted, TEDx speech. It was uh, all right. It was all right, but it wasn't... Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was okay. I don't know where you'd put it or when you'd want to go see it, but it, like he did really well with it. I just don't think it worked in the middle of... All that other stuff. Yeah, and but I did think Benny and the the power of three, whatever it was, yeah, Carol yeah. and Benny and Jim pretty did good. really, really well. So these are very um, much more experienced improvers uh, doing a, a sausage scene. Yeah, <laughs> That's so, what they call so it, the eh? end of one scene rolls into the next scene, but it's sort yeah. of up to them to decide when they do that. Yeah, and they just uh, kept it going. It was really good. I was pretty impressed with that. So, yeah. so that, No, uh, that was good. Anyway, so, yeah, so that was... Oh, uh, and did you improv- see Jamie was there? 
Jamie was there, had a bit of a chat with him, had a beer with him after, well, he, he, he was water. He was in front of us with all his snacks. I made the mistake. He, oh, had, really? he had like three bags of chips or something. And, they, <laughs> and then when it's the first started. He had two meals. He had a pen. He was a hungry guy that day. But honestly, but when you guys started, he like fumbled with the packet, then opened up, and all you could hear was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hear- hilarious. I didn't know you were there till the end. I didn't realise you guys were there. And so I sort of snuck out. Um, to go to this thing. I didn't say anything to you guys when I went. Um, oh, because no, yeah. I was like, I didn't know if you knew about it and I just didn't want to. It was Do you on. think, here we go, because uh, earlier on that day, uh, before we come to see your Improv Sunday, Sarah performed with the Rusty Players, which is an orchestra group, and they were at Raglan Town Hall. Is where, oh, right, so I'd right, been right. Out, oh, so I, w- I had work all morning, went straight to Raglan, and then came home, then went to your thing. So... Uh, do you think some of these events do not advertise it very well? Because at this Rusty Player thing, so Raglan on a Sunday, there's a lot of random people around. Literally the only people that came to see it were friends and family, I think. And you could just walk in for free if you wanted to. And we were discussing that, and I was like, hmm, I'm wondering if there's something there where you can do promo for weird little events and help them out somewhere. It should be an app. Should be a. Eh? They should just have a Raglan app. They're prob- a local no. Raglan. Oh app. no, there's probably there's a event. There's a Hamilton app which says for events. I just don't think people use it. Use it or use anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because Jim's doing a North Island tour of all these random places. Oh, and I okay. told him to go to Arahanui because he's going to Raglan in a week or two. I think he's doing the museum of this morning. Mm. Um, so I think he's going there in a week or two. Um, to Raglan, he's doing Caddy Caddy, and oh, okay. he's doing a whole bunch of places. Yeah. So, um, with yeah. something else, or I, is a one off? I, I want a feedback. Well, because his wife's going to finish up her um, contract, which is one of the things I'm going to talk about later um, soon, and so they may be going back to Sydney, where he's from. Oh, okay. So, so she's here for this contract, which is something I'm going to talk to you about. Um, but yeah, so um, he's going to do this t- tour of little towns around the North Island. Yeah. Um, so I said to him, I'm really interested to find out how you go. But on that, this, well, by the time this is uh, published, it'll yes. be last night, uh, I, I will have gone to the Saboteur um, show, the improv session in Auckland. I'm looking yes. forward to that right so now. So we'll hear about that next week. Yeah. Are you going to talk about this woman's job or is this later? Uh, it's a different thing. We'll talk about it later. Hey, I went to Noel Lemmings the other day, and uh, they, they I hate going to Noel Lemmings because uh, their salesmen are starved of attention, starved of money, and they're all just lurking everywhere, ready to pounce on you. You walk in the door, and by the time... It sounds like that. What's that, that, that movie, The Maze? Frickin', yeah, uh... pretty much. You take, you take four, <laughs> four steps in, and you're already four bloody salesmen deep, and they're all like, you okay? You okay? And they're really crap at leading conversation. They all just go, oh, you okay? They don't have a conversation. I'll tell you who's really good. There's a salesman, uh, Harvey Norman, that sells furniture. He's really good. Anyway... We went there to literally look at the size of a phone, right? The size of a phone. Not Liter- to look the, at a phone. No, the physical size of a phone. Because uh, Sarah's phone doesn't get a signal at all now, at all, ever. And it's her phone. It's not the SIM card. It's not anything else. Done all billion tests, spoke to Skinny. Literally, the phone just won't get a signal for whatever reason. So the aerials come adrift inside. Yeah, assume so. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, uh, so that's right. We're looking at the phones. There's a weird woman that works at Noel Lemming. She's, I don't know where she's from. Estonia, maybe? Or, I don't know, some, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. And she's lurking, and she's sort of like, hey, how's it going? You okay? Yeah, we're good. 
but she stands on the opposite side of the table and she's staring at us the whole time. <laughs> Not weird at all. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. At one point she comes around the counter and she's trying to show us something, but she, I don't know what they have as a work device at Noel Leeming, but it looked like she pulled out her old, her own crusty little cell phone and she's trying to show us something, right, on this little screen, and it's not working. And then uh, she told us something that wasn't true, and it was to do with these colors of these uh, iPhones. And she says, oh, this, one, this one's got the dark blue, but this one's got the light blue. But she's actually wrong, because there's actually three models, but they've only got two on display. That's fine. At Noel Leeming, they have, uh, for all the stuff that's on tables and you can play with, like um, all the Apple gear, all the laptops and all that, there's a sheet with all the specs on it and the price like a literal piece of paper yeah, yeah. under a bit of perspex or whatever, right? So she's talking, and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 uh, about the colour, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we sort of point to the little tiny picture of all these phones in this little on this bit of paper. So she starts touching it with her fingers to spread it, because she automatically thinks it's a screen. <laughs> and Sorry, this is a piece of paper printed yeah, under perspex. Yeah, yeah, I know. Did she get all upset? Like, no, she goes, Sarah goes, uh, I think it's a piece of paper, eh? And she's kept doing it. Are you? Oh and we were God. just like, uh, what? Well, was and it then, 420? Was she high? <laughs> she was very strange. Anyway, uh, she stopped doing that, and then she didn't acknowledge it, and she just went, "Oh yeah, okay." And then she just stood there awkwardly, and then we left because I was like, oh, "I can't deal with this." But yeah, oh my god, that is the most, so uh, I that's put, hilarious. So I put that should be in that um, show that you guys watch the um, that that um, show of the su- superstore superstore. Yeah, yeah. I put down hilarious. here when you rely on screens too much, no leavings. <laughs> Oh Everything's God. a screen. That's hilarious because I've I've heard that kid toddlers do that with magazines. Like they, yeah, they yeah, swipe yeah, yeah, on that's magazines right, that's right. or well, something. This, this middle-aged woman does it. <laughs> that's hilarious. How was um, Kokiri uh, startup incubator thingy? Oh, so good. So we had Kokiri uh, selection. So that's Kokiri is a startup incubator um, for Maori um, startup entrepreneurs. And they had, oh God, how many do they have? And this is just to get into the program, eh? This, this was the weekend to get into the program. So they did stuff all day Friday. Friday night, I did a, uh express lecture on um, uh, how to pitch, which yeah. went really re- well. I got them a lot more engaged than I normally did, a lot more questions. Oh, good. And stuff. Um, so that was good. And then all day Saturday, I'm sitting in a room and every 15, well, they, they started off with some pitches and I had a load of notes. And every 15 minutes, the team would come in and I would update, you know, give them feedback and blah, blah, blah. And I was there for hours and hours. Yeah. Um, and then they did their final pitches and they were really good. So can cool you... Cool bunch of people. Can you give a brief outline of some cool ideas? I signed an NDA. <laughs> ah. So, okay. no, I can't. But it, it, they were exciting. They were cool. So they were some be- good do you stuff. think they're better than the last lot? I can't say better, just different. Yeah, just different, different things. Oh, okay, we'll talk so, about this so after, after cool. off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, so that was pretty good. Uh, no, I really enjoyed that. I was kicking myself um, because Aubrey goes, wow, you know, if you had your course ready by now, we'd be buying 10 licenses for the 10 That's right. people we, That's uh, right. Teams we selected. And I had to go, I moved. It, it, it caused your problems. me. But anyway, that's cool. That was all good. And I've moaned already about my early starts, haven't I? 
there's the fact a, that I'm starting every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one cares about that. Nobody no. cares. Hey, oh. this, have you heard about the woman in Poland that got freaked out about the animal in the tree? No. Oh, <laughs> like blank. What? Yeah. So this woman in Krakow, I guess it says I don't know. Yeah, she, she's looking out the window and she's got a lilac tree and it's there for a few days and she's like, "What is this animal? I don't know what it is. It's a mystery animal." Um, so she gets hold of the Animal Welfare Society. I think they come around and they got to check it out. And she's like, "Is it an iguana? I'm not sure what it is. It's freaking me out." And they come around and they like, "Have you got a picture?" I do. It's a croissant. <laughs> Somebody's chucked a croissant in a tree. Yeah, they said. Oh my uh, god! They said they were quite happy to come around, and it was better that the woman did. So it's a foreign animal? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, so I've got written down here, Hau Tapu um, Car Museum. Have you been to the Hau Tapu Car Museum? I can't even think where that is off the top of my head. I don't, Apparently like, it's a, like almost secret, not known museum. And I was like, if anybody would no, know, no. Sam would know. No, I, had, no, I haven't been. So uh, Jim, Jim Fishwick's wife, and oh, I've I forgotten see. her first name. Kirsty. Kirsty? Kirsty. I think she's Kirsty now. Kirsty. Yes. Um, she's been brought over by Cambridge Stud to create the Cambridge Stud Private Museum. Oh, okay. So um, she's been working there for basically a year. It's a year contract. And she's putting together this museum. Yeah. It's a private museum. At this point, it's a private museum. And really, so anyone who can afford the stud fees, which are around 60 grand, let's say, um, they get a free tour of the museum while they're um, there. So uh, I've got um, us, uh, we we probably can get a a tour of this museum if you're interested. Sounds good. Sounds good. I said to Sam, my flatmate Sam that I do the podcast with, He's so into museums. And she, she goes, oh, has he seen the How Tapu Museum? And I was like, oh, um, no, I've never heard of it. And I don't, But if anyone has, has yeah, heard of no. it, Sam will have gone. She says, yes, it's not well known. And it's only because one of the people she's working with helped with that one. So she went along. Oh, right. Um, but then she didn't know about uh, Space Dave and uh, Tiwamudu Space, Space Center. Yeah, so yeah. she's going to go to that. Interestingly... Her, Jim and uh, Kirsty run a podcast. I don't know what it's called, but I'm pretty sure you can find it. And they do escape rooms around New Zealand. And they've been going and reviewing um, escape so rooms. Do they, so they go do the escape room and then talk about it after the fact? Or are they I recording while so. they're doing it? Because that'd be no, two I separate th- I, things. No, I think, I think they're... I didn't ask the details, but I think they're reviewing them. Um, and they've been on... Um, the, they were the seventh... Yeah, you know, they're in the top ten escape room podcasts of the world. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I know. But they went on. They were interviewed on one that's like huge. Yeah, like yeah. they've had like superstar celebrity guests, and then they had these two from New Zealand. <laughs> so um, I I told them about um, Napier escape rooms because oh, yeah. I got a postcard this week. Yeah, that you flicked in my I window. Did. Because um, uh, Carolyn, my friend Carolyn, went to um, Girls Weekend away and rah rah rah, and she goes, "This girl, she's hasn't been on holiday for so long. She's got like fourteen things to do in a two day trip, uh, and one of them is this escape room." And, and Carolyn's a bit nervous about that. She's like, "I don't want to get stuck." Apparently, the Napier escape room is in Napier Prison. Oh, cool! And uh, yeah, uh, she survived it. I got a postcard, but that's all I know. Hey, uh, there was a story on the spin-off 
There's a ex-cop in Canterbury that's decided to grow wasabi, of all things. Because most wasabi in the world's fake. Oh. Like, less than five... Like, if, if someone gave you wasabi, it's not wasabi, right? Like, it's only 5% of all wasabi is actually wasabi in the world. Right, Because okay. it's super hard to grow or... Cold. Anyway, so the top actual proper stuff, you get $400 per kilo. Like, top so level stuff. So what is wasabi, then? So real wasabi is basically the rhizome slash stem of a leafy green plant, which is from the same family as broccoli and cabbage, and it's often called Japanese horseradish. Uh, And then they sort of grate it up, um, and then the pretenders are usually horseradish, mustard, green food colouring, and preservatives. Anyway, it's really hard to grow, apparently, and uh, there's a place in uh, Japan that's been doing it for 121 years. They grow 150 tonnes of the stuff every year, but that can't even reach, you know, demand. Oh, right. uh, and it says here that every day 120,000 cubic tons of water is diverted from the river just to nourish the plants. Anyway, it's all sorts of crazy. And then this dude down south uh, in Lincoln, somehow he decided to, he came across it and, um, yeah, this dude was in the police for 33 years and then he goes, uh, I just knew I was going to make enough money if we put sheep on this little bit of land I've got. So uh, other people tried emus and hazelnuts and he goes, I want to do something new. So he goes, old wasabi. Uh, so what's, what's it? Because that sounds like a real go. That sounds yeah, awesome. It, it does. Like it takes two years for his first crop to mature. And then he sells it for five bucks a kilo. So I don't know if he's reaching the right market because it sounds like he's just selling it to the local supermarket. So apparently <laughs> to set up a single hectare for wasabi, however it's set up, can cost you up to $700,000. Okay. No, he's not. Doing business. Oh, I don't right. think he's sent it. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So he's sent some off to Bulgaria, France, and Spain, uh, and he uh, he produces twenty kilos of pure wasabi a fortnight, uh, and then he also has the fresh rhizome, like the root. You can he can you, you can buy it off him, um, but he says chances are. But, but buying what you buy the root in order to grow your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he basically said chances are you're not going to uh, grow anything. Like, you can give it a go if you want, but it's so hard. Uh, he goes, you'd be better off so, buying fresh. So climate has to be absolutely right? Or what, what, what's it sounds issue? like climate and um, the the watering side of it. But it's just an interesting story, I thought, with this dude. Uber Commute. Have you heard about that? No. Uh, they're going to bring it to Auckland, apparently. Uh, they're only the second place in the world to do it. Uber's decided... Uber Commute, Chris. Than, uh, what, I... I Okay, explain. You're basically carpooling with a rando. Oh. So you have a car that's less than 15 years old, and you say, I've got a car, and then you pick up randos. So it's hitchhiking by app. Yeah, pretty much. It sounds, <laughs> it's, it sounds terrible, and I couldn't think of anything worse. I just, I'm like, no. No. That, no. No. I mean, no. It's, no. You might as well, you see those people on... Uh, on Facebook going, hey, is anybody going to New Plymouth this week? Can I get a ride? I'll give you some money for petrol. Yeah, might as well do that. Uh, there's this thing called car... Uh, just on that, yes. do you hear about the Tesla fatality in... Yeah, um, with no one in it. Yeah, oh, no, sorry, no, no, no one, The passenger was in there, no one was driving. Somebody was driving. Oh, no, yeah, there was nobody in the driver's seat. Somebody right. in the passenger yeah, seat, yeah, somebody yeah. in the back seat. Um, somebody also took a photo, a film, as they were passing them, of this Tesla driving with the driver and the passenger both asleep yeah they're both asleep oh, no, while the car's uh, driving on a road so um 
It just got me wondering, right? So one of the safest forms of transport in history were Zeppelins. Oh, yeah. They had uh, a high risk factor, but they mitigated the risk hugely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the shoelaces weren't allowed to have little metal tips, which is what shoelaces used to have yep. in case it created a spark. The they ag- had paper the clothes and shoes, um, all that sort of thing. And the only thing that screwed it was the Hindenburg happened yep. on live radio. Yep. And, of course, that just sunk into the psyche of a culture and absolutely screwed it. So I was just wondering, what's got to happen to screw Tesla? Is it going to be somebody Instagramming at the point of contact when they go off the road and kill a, a school full of children? Um, or, you know, they just go, yeah, but... It's freedom of speech, and we can have our guns. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that guy just shot up FedEx the other day. More people did. Then it doesn't matter. So I don't think I don't, I, no they cares. started the newscast because I listen. I watch uh, NBC News, um, and they started newscast. We could tell you about this mass shooting or this mass shooting, but we're going to talk <clears> about <throat> this mass shooting to start this program because there were three of them this week. Us, oh, I think uh, I came across this thing called. Cast stone paper. They make a notebook. It just looks like a normal notebook. And they basically ask the question, uh, I found this on Instagram ad, uh, why do books need to be made out of trees? Why can't it be waterproof? Uh, so they make it out of stone. I think it's calcium carbonate. And uh, it's a little bit dearer than a normal notebook. And, uh, yeah. How flexible are the pages? Though? No, it's just paper. Remember that guy was making that toilet paper that I backed and then he didn't know what he was doing? Oh, and the I nev- stone toilet paper. Yes. Right. Did Remember- you ever get that? No, no he didn't do it. anything. He, did- he basically didn't know how to do anything. It's fine. Actually, talking about uh, books, so the on the spin-off or newsroom or somewhere, one of the two, they were talking about that there's, got- there's a huge influx uh, soon when all these old people die of books. People have thousands of books. All old people do. I'm not old. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. But yeah, I know exactly. So what you this mean. guy's sort of like, well, what are you, you know, what what's going to happen with them? And then uh, if you try and sell any of them, most people only get a fraction of the cost because uh, nobody actually wants them. And um, yeah, I'm just wondering if there's a, if you could come up with a, a, a use for all these books. I don't know, repurpose so them the, somehow. The, the Tarapa Racecourse Book Fair every year, yeah, is huge. No, it is, but they said they, it's going to get to the point where there's so many books and and people won't want to buy them. So I, they, I've got to admit, I don't buy books anymore. No, so I, they, I, I, that's what they said. I actively yeah. try not to. I try to get on my Kindle because I've run out of bookshelf space. That's right. As Sam well knows after moving all the boxes of books <coughs> from the old place to this place. That's right. So, uh, no, that was a bit interesting. And, uh, yeah. So did you see the Mars flight this week? Oh, the little helicopter? Yeah. The drone, I mean. Well, it's pretty so, big, actually. Oh, how big is it? I think its wingspan's like 1.4 metres across. Oh, really? It, it doesn't look that no, big. No, there's, right. a, there's a picture where they've got a human standing next, because the rover thing's like as tall as me and as big and is like huge. Right, And then that's right. what that was inside it. Right. Okay. No, I didn't realise it was that big. But yeah, I, what got me is, so I saw the film. I, I went out to look for the footage. I found the footage. The thing goes up two metres in the air for 30 seconds and then goes down. That's the flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, did they sell that or what? So oh, no, they've they... now called it Wright's Field. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then they've got the first designated air 
um, airport yeah, um, designation right. outside of Earth. I mean, come on. No, the fir- the flight by the Wright, Bro- Wright Brothers was like 13 seconds long. So this is the equivalent. And from that point in the Wright Brothers to all the flights we've got now, we've done so much. So they said this is really good. The problem with the – not the problem, but the thing that they overcome is the atmosphere is so crazy on yeah, Mars. One, 1% of ours. They, and it's all autonomous because they can't do live – Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. can't control it. So they said, yeah, they're really happy with it. Um, and there's going to be well, some. I'm not. I'm not taking away no, no, from but it, but I'm like, yeah, do that bit without making the big hoo ha, and then show us it flying laterally later on when you've tested it. No, it, it probably can't even go laterally. It probably just goes up and down. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it's it's the first Mars elevator. <laughs> That's right. What's this UE five thing? Oh, UE five. Uh, this is one where you really have to watch the um, the graphics oh, of good, the, the good, video. Good, good, good. What's but, it about, r- 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 roughly? Uh, no, it's it's um, the new Unreal Engine Five. Oh, okay. Epic's game video games <clears throat> graphic engine, um, and it's amazing. It just looks so realistic that when you look at it, you're just like, no, that's filmed. But no, it's all animated. All oh, right. Um, the current generation of gaming consoles include Sony's PlayStation Four, and my, are using seven-year-old technology. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the new thing. Um, a couple of points in there. It's like you know how many triangles. So everything's made up of triangles. Polygons. Yep. Yeah, polygons. They call them triangles, and uh, they go how many triangles in this image. Uh, in the video, and you know, normally it would be yeah, a million or something. It's like billions. Yeah, yeah it's good. Billions. Good. It's it's ridiculous, and you can like zoom in. So it's the new new thing. It's the new thing going forward. Um, but I just thought the hashtag UE5. They just go hashtag UE5. So if you want to sound like you know what you're talking about, just do a tweet or or on your Facebook, put hashtag UE5. Ah. Uh, we're rounding this off with the uh, news. I wasn't going to say exciting that uh, they they might want to build a thirty million dollar lagoon adventure park resort in Hamilton. I yeah, I, I did put that down. Um, yeah, no, it looks great. I've been waiting for this for a while. They talked about this years ago, and they got shut. I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, within the last five years, but they got shut down, or we didn't hear anything else. Because yeah, 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 before, it got shelved. No, because before it was uh, sort of whatever this thing is with a pool and stuff, the other one was a full-blown water sport park, which I think was yeah, slightly so, different. Yeah, because we were talking about those... Because um, they were going to have the... Speed boat racing... Yeah, and they, they were going to have um, wakeboarding on the cable thing that pulls you along with no boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I still don't think this will happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. So, um, I mean, they've got... I mean, at the point, they can either... Uh, six. They can either spend six million dollars to cover the outdoor pool at Waterworld, or spend twenty six million on a new indoor pool. And they reckon it's better if we build it there. Sarah Ulm is involved for something to do with the cycleway project, but she's involved in this. Yeah. But they don't actually. The thing that annoys me is, yeah, she's a top sports person, but I really wish they'd say actually she's got a qualification in something else. Yeah. Because I just don't care. Um. um yeah, I, I've <clears> got to say though, because it's all about the. 
land use, right? I mean, at the moment, you, you it's... know that uh, what's that raceway on the way up to Auckland, the um, Hampton Downs. Hampton Downs. So a big part of that is, are the apartments they've sold next yeah, to Hampton yeah. Downs. My understanding is this is the same deal. Yeah, we're going to so. create this water park, but we're really going to put these apartments here, and people are going to we're going to make a load of money. Oh, it's going to it's going to have a ninja gym. Sorry, they're just a like special, an American a specialist climbing facility and ninja gym. Yeah, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they can't use that name. No, it's, I, I I'm all for it. It'd be great. We definitely should get that in there. Um, we should also get a train that moves more than two times a day to hey, Auckland. they've had 20 people go up on that train, okay? That's all they need. It was more than that because they the first night they um, had to turn people away. The platform was so packed they couldn't fit them all on the train. Oh, real? Cause they, and they, 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 they turned people away the first night. Well, I read that. Um, I assume that's true. But, yeah. No, uh, yeah, we'll see how all that goes. Um, but they just, said it's just super early for the train thing. Yeah. But, yeah, if they get the train thing sorted... Maybe I should go up on Saturday. I'm going up for... Um, oh, you, you'll need to have a um, uh, Auckland AO, um, uh, Auckland hop card, whatever it's called. All right. Um, and before we go, too, what do you think? What's your thoughts on the DHB being all disbanded? Oh, yeah, it sounds all right. Um, I think it's a good idea. It just it, it blew them out of the water because that wasn't what the recommendation was. You saw that, oh, really? eh? No. Oh, so there's 20 DHBs, and the recommendation was I should get it down to six or eight or something, or eight or ten. And they were, like, waiting, because they announced that the, 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 they were going to talk about it. And then he came out at 11 o'clock, and he says, oh, we're going to get rid of all of them. I, um, think, I think it's the right I think it's the right move. The duplication thing's... Well, we've talked about this before with police stations, right? How how many police forces are in the States? You know, 18,000 oh, yeah. plus. Whatever, yeah. And, it makes um, no sense. You know, it doesn't make sense. And it, it makes it... If you if done right, absolutely there are a hundred ways to do it wrong and screw this up. But if done right, you yeah. know you're removing a lot of duplication. The systems will work across the country. So interestingly enough, they said on Reddit they were talking about it. The big thing, and I was like, oh, I never thought about that. The big thing is they will uh, someone is going to cream it when they try and sort out these IT systems. Oh yeah, but they have to do it right. Or they'll just screw it all up. And one person goes, oh, you want to get all everyone's data together and share it? That's cool, because my DHB is all on paper. So, like, someone somewhere. But, yeah, but that is right, the problem though. going no, yeah, sorry. At It'll the moment, great. you've got 20 different systems. Yeah. Well, probably 10. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. And in the country our size, yes, we right. can afford to do this. We I think can so. do this. And we're going to be better going forward if we and do it now. And we're not going to have the stupid election thing, which makes no sense to anybody. Oh, that you know, DH. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's a good point. Everybody I goes. I keep forgetting that's even a thing no, people, until it comes around and you go, oh, yeah. they were like, oh, we'll get rid of that stupid thing because uh, we don't know what any of that means. We don't know who to vote for. We just don't tick the crazy people about fluoride um, and this and this. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. And they say that's a weird system. Who's an anti-vaxxer? Don't yeah. vote them in. That's right. yeah, that's anyway, it. that brings us to the end. So thanks for listening. And uh, we will catch up with you next week. Yes. Until then. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.